0: This is Under Understood.
1: Hello, Under Understood listeners. This week, we wanted to give you something that is a little different than normal.
0: This is a sample of our bonus podcast, Over Understood. It's very similar to our regular show, but a little more casual.
2: You'll get to hear some of our unsolved mysteries and just generally come with us down various research rabbit holes.
3: Over understood comes out on Thursdays. You can get access to it by subscribing on Patreon for five dollars a month at patreon.com/slash-underunderstood. With the subscription, you'll also get access to our Underunderstood Discord. And now, monkeys.
1: Central Park, eight hundred and forty acres of natural greenery in the very middle of bustling Manhattan. Central Park has everything, including a splendid zoo. I
0: have a pitch. Finally. I don't really have an intro for this one because there was no reason why I was looking this up other than I was just reading through the New York Times archive from 1970. And this headline, which is from a very, very cold case, caught my eye. The headline is, unfriendly chimp stolen from cage in Central Park. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) This is the only article about this incident. So I'll just read it short. 1970, March 6, 1970. A three year old male chimpanzee named Jocko. Apparently, Jocko is a really popular name for animals, especially monkeys. A three year old (laughs) male chimpanzee named Jocko was removed from his cage in the monkey house at the Central Park Zoo by a pre dawn intruder yesterday. The thief squeezed through a window on the eastern side of the building just off 5th Avenue at 65th Street, according to the police of the Arsenal Precinct. The intruder went to the cage, the second from the rear, and used a hacksaw blade to cut through a, quote, padlock on the door. There were two female chimpanzees in the cage as well. A keeper said that the monkey house had been closed at 5 p.m. Wednesday and that the loss was uncovered when the house was opened yesterday at 7 a.m. Whoever gained entry was able to entice the chimpanzee to come out of the cage. One keeper said that Jocko, who was described being about 20 inches high, weighing 20 pounds and having black fur, had a, quote, nasty disposition. <laughs> quote, the two females are friendly and inquisitive, but Jocko is shy and not over-friendly, the keeper said. A native of the Congo, the animal has been in the zoo eight months and was partial to bananas and peanuts. Same. So that's basically the whole article. And then the last bit is just that the police took details of the theft with the description of the animal. So. Wait, what's uh, the proof
1: that his. What was the proof that him going missing was a theft? theft.
0: Well, they cut his cage bars with a saw.
3: I'm guessing Jocko didn't have access to a saw.
0: Are you suggesting that the monkey
2: cut himself out? (laughs) That. (laughs) <laughs> or since he was
1: such a jerk, maybe the lady chimps killed him and hid the body
3: with a saw.
1: Well, they had to make it look
0: right. they had to make it look believable. Yeah. A hacksaw blade was used to cut through the padlock on the cage door. So I'll hold open the possibility that it was the female chimpanzees that did it. But um <laughs> I looked at a bunch of different newspapers and this is all the information that is available about this incident. There's no follow-up. No one ever writes anything about what happened, whether there was an investigation. It seems like nothing. (laughs) And so the story was just reported this one time and never followed up on, even though apparently the police took a report. So then, 30 years later, in 1999, a parrot gets stolen from Central Park. And this is a very fancy parrot. Apparently, it has no name, just a computer chip. But it was on loan from the San Francisco Zoo for a breeding program, and it was worth $20,000, and the police get a tip. This time, they follow up on it, they find the bird, they arrest the thief, who's this 24-year-old guy who really likes birds, and they make a bunch of parrot jokes in the newspaper article about it, and there's, like, a couple of stories about it. And then...
2: Parathetical jokes.
3: Exactly. Apparently, there's a lot of them. (laughs) What a hoot. Wait,
2: can uh, I just right can I ask this. a quick question here? Uh, w- w- you said computer chip. Well, probably not literally a computer chip, but like an RFID kind of. Yeah. Thing. Sure, but okay. Did that actually play a role in finding the bird?
0: Uh, I, they say that's how they knew it was the same bird, but it seems like how many parrots would be wandering around Midtown Manhattan with that description? Yeah. The weird thing to me was that they didn't name the parrot. <laughs> Maybe the newspaper Wait, when you say didn't name the parrot, you mean wrong. the
2: newspaper didn't name the parrot or the zoo didn't the have a name for the parrot? The newspaper said
0: the parrot has no name. Wow. It was a 3-year-old parrot. <laughs>
2: anyway, that's seems get around to it?
0: Dehumanizing. De it's Literally something. not a human. <laughs> Deparadizing. But then, the key part of this article, so that parrot that parrot gets recovered and so they made all these parrot jokes haha ha, we made our own pair of jokes and it was kind of sad in the end and the director of the zoo claims that it's the first time that an animal has been stolen from the Central Park Zoo <laughs> even though mm. the New York Times reported on this 29 years ago in 1970 <laughs> so the the New York City Central Park Zoo has been around it's like in competition for Oldest zoo in America title. It's like it was kind of casual at first. It was just like a menagerie and then it turned into something a little more formal and then it got really formalized under Robert Moses in 1934. And I think the Philly Zoo is the other one that claims to be as old, but it's like late 1870s. So if you're going to say this is the only time in history that an animal has been stolen from the Central Park Zoo, it seems like that's a big claim.
1: Unless they didn't keep internal records of it because they killed the chimpanzee because he kept acting out or was annoying or whatever you said he was and they wanted to cover it up. And so they like, you know, they cut the cage, made it look real, reported it to the police, got a news story written about it. But then they never really did anything else internally that would have left any internal records for this person who picked up the job later to then find or, you know. Able to reference
0: right. So this this later zoo director is not necessarily he's not the one harboring a dark secret. <laughs> necessarily, he might be also though. Yeah, they said about this chimp that it was quote ornery and that it had a quote nasty disposition. Can't imagine why, having been imported from the Congo to the Central Park Zoo, which was at yeah. the time not a nice place. That's the backstory of this theft.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I think they hated this chimp, <laughs> and so someone within the zoo was feeling heroic and decided to kill this chimp and make it seem like a theft and cover it up. And then they kept no records of it. All right. And well, let's just like it.
0: Let's not say the chimp is dead because that makes this pitch a lot more dark. And I would prefer the chimp
3: not be dead. So, Adrian, you think that the chimp
0: is still alive and you want to find him? I'm saying it's possible. Chimps live to 50 to 60 years old in captivity. And, and how old and was he? This chimp was three in 1970. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God. It could be at the very end of his life on Earth if he's been somewhere where there aren't a ton of predators.
3: Was there any sort of like birthmark or, like, defining feature on this chimp where if you tracked it down, you would be like, yep, there's the belly or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: Yep, <laughs> there's, there's that belly. belly.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a white patch. I don't
2: know.
0: <laughs> there's not a ton of... There's just not a ton of documentation, not a ton of photos of the zoo at this time. Um, I did find something which we can maybe get back to um but just a little bit of backstory as I was reading about this and I was like why didn't they investigate the death of the chimp they're like you know they're so human-like and it would be like losing a friend you would think and they just dropped it it seems like and the police didn't care and the New York Times reporter didn't care not even as like a novelty item to come follow up on it it just seemed weird and so I started reading about the Central Park Zoo In the 1970s, and it was a really bad scene, apparently. It was like they had really not good zoo practices going on. For example, they had the monkey house, which was just like all of the monkeys, all of the primates, and not, and they had like the cat area that was just like all of the cats, but these are animals that would not normally live right next to each other in the wild just because they're all cats. So, Now the zoo is organized by, like, Habitat, which makes a lot more sense. But they just didn't know what they were doing back then, and animal rights awareness was pretty lacking.
1: Were there activists at the time who were trying to improve the conditions or get animals out of there?
0: There was starting to be some talk about that, because the zoo was so sad-looking. They were also having budget cuts, so... The monkey house was closed for half the day anyway, starting the year before, because they just didn't have enough people, and there were a bunch of empty cages, and there were smells, and people would walk through the zoo and just be like, this is sad. There was a parks commissioner who called it Rikers Island for animals. Mm. It was just getting really kind of sad and depressing and not like a fun place that you'd take your kid to see some fun animals. And so people were starting to talk about reforming the zoo. And that ended up happening about a decade later. But this is really the low point for the Central Park Zoo. It's just—it's been declining. They don't have a ton of people. They don't have a ton of money. So now it's starting to sort of make sense to me why they might not necessarily follow up on the theft of one of their three chimpanzees.
1: I mean— I imagine the police weren't very interested in it. And if what you're saying is true, where animal rights activism wasn't very organized at the time, then, you know, maybe it's possible that there's just like things like this in general just didn't get investigated. Like who would follow through on it?
0: Sure. I would think that I would love to talk to some of the zookeepers who were there at the time to say... Did you feel the absence of Jocko after his disappearance? Did you feel guilty? Like, where is this chimp? Is he safe? Is he getting his bananas and peanuts? Did you want to know what happened? Did you want to know who stole this monkey? And why didn't they take the other two females that were in the cage? Why specifically Jocko? It just, it seems like there would be natural curiosity, if not some kind of, humane impulse to take care of the animal. Does no one else think this is weird? No,
2: I think it's very weird. And I also am curious, like, if... So, like, this chimp is stolen, right? Say somebody, like, walks out of the zoo with this stolen chimp somehow. They gotta put the chimp somewhere. And we know that the chimp has, like, some kind of cruddy disposition. (laughs) And they're in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, Like, you get the chimp home and it's, like, a bad chimp. What Like, you want to do something with the chimp at that point. Like, at least get out with the chimp at some point. Right. Like, Jocko and seems the, like... Like, like how could there not have been a single sighting of Jocko? They definitely would have had to dress him up like a child or something.
0: <laughs> I think that definitely happened. But also, the
3: motive is strange. It seems... Wait, but sp- speaking of motive, what what year did it happen? 1970. So it's like a little less than 100 years after the uh, Central Park Zoo escape controversy which I just I'm <laughs>
2: sorry. No well, wait. Uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> I don't that? just know this. It's a
1: celebratory uh,
3: <laughs> I'm not <familiar> sure <laughs> you're <with> saying. That. <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, the New York Herald in 1874 published an article that was like A very long, very intense article with illustrations about all of the animals breaking out of the Central Park Zoo. Oh, right. And people were, like, furious because they thought that it was serious. And But it was a war of the world thing. Yeah, and then there was, like, fine print at the bottom that was like, yeah, this didn't really happen. So 100 years later, exact opposite, where an animal does break out and then there's just no media coverage. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Exactly.
2: The boy who cried chimp.
0: The chimp who cried Mm. boy.
2: (laughs) The monkey who cried Jocko. Jocko probably cried. (laughs) Wait, how is it spelled?
0: J-O-C-K-O. Okay. There's a lot of monkeys called Jocko. In fact, it seems like there was a gorilla named Jocko at the Central Park Zoo like two decades before all this happened.
2: Oof.
3: Oh, there's so many creepy Jocko the Clowns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what What would the potential motives be? So there's the, like, animal rights activist motive, right?
0: Right. Free the there's chimps.
1: Ma- but then there's the weird aspect of they only took the male one. So could there be a motive of someone wanted to breed chimps and they already had a female, so they stole the male?
3: Or they wanted to prevent further breeding from happening.
1: Mm.
0: Apparently chimps were not worth very much at this time. Today, if you wanted to go buy a chimp, it would be around $50,000. But okay. in 1970, there wasn't any regulation, and the chimp trade was just going. It was, there was a lot of volume.
1: It was, going and bananas. So
0: it was going bananas. And so it was like 300, 400 bucks for a chimp.
3: So what's your proposal, Adrian?
0: So my proposal is I want to find out who did this and why they did it and what happened to Jocko. And I have a lead. Oh. So. <laughs>
2: Actually, wait, before you get to the lead,
0: uh-huh. uh,
2: do you have... uh? A hypothesis.
0: My hypothesis is that it was someone who had an animal rights motive. Mm. Why is that? Because the money motive doesn't make sense, and the I I would like to think it was someone who had some kind of personal connection to Jocko and was like, Jocko, man, I really feel for him. I feel what he's going through. He just got transplanted from the Congo. All he wants to do, to do is eat bananas and peanuts and not be gawked at by obnoxious New York City children in this horrible hellhole of a zoo. And I'm just going to liberate him.
3: Or maybe it was a kid. But then why did they only take him? Why wouldn't they? Why do they care more because about him than the other? like, they
0: made eye contact with him. I see. And they were like, I have to get this chimp out.
3: The other two chimps seem happy. Mm-hmm.
0: Supporting the animal rights theory is the fact that the chimpanzee population was plummeting in part due to this trade in chimps that were being grabbed from the Congo and brought back to U.S. zoos. This was three years before the Endangered Species Act, and there wasn't really any attention being paid to what was happening to animals that were popular in the wildlife trade. And chimpanzees were really getting hit hard. So I was looking, like, who could help shed some light on this? Who was there at the time? I checked who was running the Central Park Zoo when Jocko was stolen, and the parks commissioner was this guy, August Heckscher, and he died in 1997. Then there was John Kinzig, who was the head zookeeper. I can't find anything on the internet about what happened to him Um, although he was around in 1974 when they increased security for unrelated reasons at the zoo. And then there was John Fitzgerald, who was the park director, and he's just completely ungoogleable. But I did find a lead. It's a black and white photo of a chimp in the Central Park Zoo, taken on January 1st, 1970, three months before Jocko was stolen. Let me share it with you.
2: Okay. I see this chimp. Oh. Hmm.
0: So you can see in this photo, it's a black and white photo. There's this chimp behind bars. The chimp has their hand through the bars, palm open, as if they're asking for something. Maybe a banana, maybe a peanut. And then next to this chimp is another chimp. And then just out of the frame, it looks like maybe there's a third chimp.
1: Three chimps.
3: That adds up.
2: And 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 the bars that they're—it's kind of an interesting little cage. Um, the, the regular vertical bars, uh, and in between most of the vertical bars, is kind of a chain-link uh, pattern that kind of creates a little lattice. There's an upside-down V-shape, though— in the middle of the fence where it's only the vertical bars and that's where our chimp in the foreground is reaching through so there's like a little hole in this fence that allows basically only this chimp to be reaching through the fence
0: so this photo was taken by jill friedman who is a really great street photographer in new york and i checked out her website checked out her instagram where she posted two days ago a picture of herself having a beer so she still seems active and maybe reachable, and she would be the first person I would go to to ask if she remembers taking this photo, if she remembers what the names of the chimps were, and if the chimp in the foreground is Jocko.
2: Uh, is there any way to tell the, the sex of a chimp?
1: <laughs> is there a way to identify the sex of a chimp? <laughs> what you're asking?
2: <laughs> What's the best? Without seeing, without seeing, is like, Is basically what I'm saying. Like, what is there a way to determine if this chimp is male or female? Right, because they have distinctly different looks. Right, like the yeah. one in the back
1: has—I don't know—it just looks different.
0: We could put this photo in front of an expert and say, "Does this look like a male or female chimp?"
1: Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't like. Even if she was there and didn't remember from being there, like what their names were or whatever, there's a good chance that if she had shot photos of them right before the story happened and then saw the story in the paper a few months later, she it would stick out in her memory as like, oh, I she Yeah, I remember seeing.
0: She also might just have more photos.
1: Hmm. And like there might be a clue in them. Like you might see A person in a burglar's outfit. Right. Like a hamburger-style outfit. Right. Stripes. Yeah. (laughs) Just standing there. In a bandana, yep. Yeah, with, like, uh, wire cutters (laughs) in their hand. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting.
0: So, on top of that, there's a police report. And the NYPD, I don't think, would be helpful, but we could go to the library and ask if they have ways of getting to really old police reports. And that might work.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my assumption is just that they never pursued this any further. Just based on my own personal experience with the NYPD. Think- <laughs> no disrespect, but like, if they, it's just like, if people in general didn't care about chimps at the time, there's no way this would have been a priority. Mm-hmm.
0: You think they were just like, "Welp, we lost one.
1: Yeah. Probably. I'm just I just think they probably had Well, it's what's they were crazy about this is about. that
0: like it seems dangerous. Like I feel
2: like a chimp hanging around Manhattan it's dangerous.
3: But guys, I just found on Pinterest a photograph that is copyright Jill Friedman. Oh wait, but is that a different spelling of Jill Friedman? It's F R E E. No, it's the right. It's right. And it's a chimp sitting on a chair dressed in a tuxedo.
2: <gasps> oh my God. <gosh. gasps>
3: Dude. What? I'm, I'm, I'm slack. So, so wait. Or, or wait can I...
2: Okay, we're getting a clearer picture. In 1970, Jill Friedman wait, visits. What's...
3: It's literally the caption says 1970s.
2: Oh boy. Jill Friedman.
1: Jill Friedman or Jill Friedape? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Let me take that again. Jill Friedman or Jill Freed Chim? Give us one more, one more for just to have. Uh, Jill Friedman or Jill? No, uh, uh, I just wanted to make
2: sure I said Chimp.
3: Yeah. Do you see the photo? Where'd you put it? In Slack. In Slack.
2: Oh wow.
1: Oh wow. Um, that one doesn't look anything
2: like the other he ones looks, in the photograph. Looks Wait, what's the
3: date a on older? this? It just says 1970s.
2: Mm. I mean, it doesn't look like the Mm. same chimp. I'm going to be honest,
0: but it could be the chimp that's off camera, which could be Jocko. Dino, can you chill?
2: (laughs) Dino's the name of Regina's chimp.
0: Yes,
3: (laughs) he's like maybe he knows something. (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: But I mean, I, I think at the very least. Like, this reveals that Jill would also have some insight in general on, like, the kind of people in New York City who had chimpanzees and were allowing them to be used in things like photography. Like, I'm curious about that, too. Like, just in general, what was the chimpanzee culture in New York City in the 70s?
0: Were there just chimps running around dressed like people everywhere?
2: Right. (laughs) Right. So I'm on Jill Friedman's website right now. Um, she seems to have a series called "People and Other Animals." There's a photo in here of a of another guy on a stoop, um, with a chimp that looks a lot like the other one.
3: There's also a photo of a dogs having sex and a naked man taking the f- picture. That doesn't
2: seem relevant. Yeah, that's what I'm. I looking know, but
3: at. still cool. Still cool.
2: <laughs> uh, click the link in Slack.
3: Oh yeah! Look at that chimp.
1: Oh wow, that looks. I mean, I don't know what a three-year-old chimp looks like, but if I had to guess,
3: wow, his feet really look like hands, don't they? It is weird. I think we gotta talk to Jill. I really want to talk to her.
0: I just want to be friends with her. So I don't. I'm. I don't know what to do with the update for this because I did so much work on it. It's like, I feel like I put like 50 hours of work into this. Basically, I did all of this archival research and then there's still more archival research that I can do, but now all the physical archives are shut down for the foreseeable future because of the virus. Mm. So I just felt like it's time to just maybe just table this one. Obviously I want to find the kidnapper and hopefully the chimp, but Anyway, I can tell you what I did find out and also all of the work that I did trying to find something out. Um, So maybe I'll just feel appreciated for that. So the first thing I did was reach out to Jill Friedman, that photographer, and I went back and forth with her assistant for like six months. Unfortunately, she was ill and she was too sick to do the interview and then she died in October 2019 at the age of 79. She was an amazing New York street photographer. Everyone should check out her work. Oh, my
1: God. So when we recorded, you said you were like looking at a photo of her on Instagram drinking a beer. Uh Uh-huh. And now she's gone. Yeah. Wow.
0: So then I tried looking at a bunch of historical records. I went to the New York Public Library. I worked with a research librarian. I looked at the New York Daily News and the New York Post on microfilm.
2: I've never done that. How is it? Is that fun?
0: Um, I th- Yeah, it was kind of fun.
2: Wait, so when you say you
1: worked with a research librarian, how does that work?
0: So New York Public Library, this is the one in Bryant Park, they have a research library there and they have staff research librarians and you can send them a query, tell them what you're looking for. They go back and forth with you a little bit. And then you can have an appointment either over the phone or in person. I went in person. And this guy just had an an encyclopedic knowledge of all the different reference materials at the library. So he had a bunch of ideas for where I should look. And uh, one of the things he suggested was that I try to get the police report from the NYPD. Because that New York Times... Article says they filed a a report with the Arsenal Precinct, which was the one in Central Park at the time. Um, So, I filed a public records request. The NYPD is not great with public records requests. At first, they denied the request because they said it contained personal information. So, I appealed it and said, just redact the personal information. And then they said, oh, oops, actually, we don't have any responsive records. Hmm. So that's not super surprising. I think the NYPD is not usually that forthcoming with information, even when it's 50 years old.
1: By the way, I just got an idea for a spinoff podcast Stump the Research Librarian.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds fun. That's Mm -hmm.
1: good. So the research librarian said, Check the police report. The police said, "Uh, Yeah, yeah, no. Bath.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he also suggested I try the Wildlife Conservation Society, which took over the zoo in the 80s. And they said, "Sorry, we don't have we don't have any historical records. The city owned the zoo at the time in 1970, so you'll have to go to the city archives." So then I went to the city archives, and the city archives were really fun, but it was useless. And there was no mention of the chimp kidnapping or even any records related to the chimps like where they were purchased or from where. It was mostly just this, like, vague administrative correspondence and, like, lots of stuff about funding and the budget. Um, And then uh, the most extreme thing I did was I found out about this documentary that was shot at the Central Park Zoo in 1972 is when it came out, so it was shot sometime shortly before then. And it was called The Other Bard, and it was, like, an animal rights... Activist kind of vibe. And so, anyway, so I went to Raleigh to um, the University of North Carolina and watched that documentary because they had it in their archives and that was the only place you could see it. And I had someone to visit there, but there were no chimps in the documentary. Oh. I did learn a lot about zoos in the 1970s and the Central Park Zoo in the 1970s just from reading news articles. In 1970, the Central Park Zoo was in a very bad place. In 1974, also, a zookeeper in Prospect Park, which was also the Prospect Park Zoo, was in the same kind of situation, just, like, no money, um, neglected, bad uh, conditions for the animals. Anyway, the zookeeper in Prospect Park locked himself in the monkey house to protest the treatment of the animals. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then... Two years later, in 1976, same zoo, Prospect Park, the head keeper was accused of torturing animals. Oh. So, it's like a disaster. Um, Animal rights groups are calling for the city's zoos to be closed. So, anyway, Central Park Zoo, not a great place. Um, The conditions make it seem totally possible that a member of the public— Perhaps an animal rights activist or someone like the parrot thief who just wanted a pet chimp could have broken in, and the zoo wouldn't have been well-guarded or really have the resources to do an investigation.
1: Hmm. By the way, this would have been a much better origin story for the Joker. 70s New York. He works at the zoo. (laughs) 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 The conditions are so bad, he loses his faith in humanity.
3: I also have never seen the Joker, so.
1: I don't. Uh, Just watch Um, Taxi Driver. (laughs) It's so bad.
0: So right, one of my theories is that it could have been a member of the public, could have been an animal rights activist. It also seems possible that it was an inside job. Um, but the good news—wait, wait, wait, when you say inside this, job,
2: you mean like a like a zookeeper just took the chimp? Yeah. Okay.
3: A zoo. Could employee. it have been
2: like a like a good a good inside job?
3: Totally. <laughs> well, right, but if it, I, I guess my question is like if it was a good inside job, like if it was like I love this chimp so much and I want to save it. Wouldn't they have saved one of the more likable ones?
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. So, anyway, the the Central Park Zoo is like a hell a hell for animals. Fortunately, it got better. The city handed over management of the zoo's to a private group, the Wildlife Conservation Society, in 1980. Central Park Zoo closed in 1983 for reconstruction, and when it reopened, it was much better. The animals' habitats had been reorganized so that they actually had something to, something like what they had in nature and were more comfortable and had more space. Um, and the zoo as a whole had more resources, so got much better from there.
2: Where did they put the animals when, while, the, while it was under construction?
0: Ooh, good question. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
2: back to the library, but virtually.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. So anyway, I still haven't given up on this. I wrote to uh Rob Snyder, who's the Manhattan Borough historian, and he sorry, suggested I'm, I'm
1: I go I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who?
0: The Manhattan Borough <laughs> historian. No no Billy no. yeah, no, no, would like you to repeat his name. Oh. <laughs> Rob Snyder. Okay. Right. Is it Deuce Bigelow? Oh, yes. Did I say Manhattan Borough historian? I meant Deuce Bigelow. Oh,
1: you meant Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo.
0: Well, this makes sense now. (laughs) So Rob suggested I go back to the library and try looking in community newspapers because New York had a bunch of these great neighborhood newspapers that might have had more detail about The incident. And so I have more ideas for places to look for records, but that's just that's just not possible until lockdown ends in New York. So anyway, some other things to look into there, but it seemed like after a year and all this effort, um, it might be time to present this to the audience and see if maybe something shakes loose that way. So if you're a listener and you know anything about a mysterious chimp that showed up in your house in 1970?
2: <laughs> yeah, one of our listeners is like, oh my God, my mom stole this chimp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my brother? <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. The clock is ticking.
1: I mean, the the life, no, I know. the life expectancy of this chimp, right? We're like...
0: You don't have to tell me, Billy. Okay. <laughs>
3: our show. Thanks for listening.
1: Understood is Regina Delay, John Lago Marcino, Adrian Jeffries, and me, Billy Disney.
2: Remember, if you want to get overunderstood every Thursday, head on over to patreon.com/underunderstood to sign up and become a patron.
0: We'll be back next week with a regular Underunderstood.